One of the things I enjoy most about traveling to different countries is learning about the different ways people tackle the same problems and challenges we all face in a rapidly changing world. And for women, how are issues of equal pay, corporate glass ceilings, and juggling family and career different in Europe from what you might expect here in North America? Joining us to explore these issues right now are Tina Hiti. She and her husband are raising their family in the scenic Lake Bled area of Slovenia. Ilva da Silva lives in eco-friendly Stockholm in the famously egalitarian country of Sweden, and Kansas-born Julie Sanvo married a Frenchman, moved to rural France, and is now raising her children there. Let's start with contrasting your lives today with how it differs from what your mothers faced at the same age. Ilva, what's the state of women today compared to an earlier generation in Sweden? Well, none at all, actually. Uh, my mother's generation, but from my grandmother's generation, to me, it's enormous. But my mother's life was pretty much like mine. She went went to school, she studied, she Okay, so the big changes in Sweden her, happened two generations yes, ago. exactly. Tina, yeah, in there, Slovenia. With us, there's a lot more equality right now than it was before. With my mom, she was pretty much, she needed to work, but then also raise the kids, do everything at home. While the fathers, the men, didn't work that much as they do now. Now it's a lot more equal between the two genders. Now, for your mother, she grew mm-hmm. up during the Warsaw Pact times. Um, and Yugoslavia yeah, was, yeah. Uh, not, Yugoslavia was a little different, but yeah. generally Eastern Europe was in the Soviet realm. Yeah, gen- Does that have something to do with what you're saying? There's a more affluence today and more freedom. Yeah. Does that relate to women? Yeah, it relates to women now. But I also think there is one thing that it's a minus now. It's that in the old system that we had, it was a lot more security because right. they were not afraid to lose the jobs. They were not looking for jobs. They were not afraid of paying for schools for oh, okay. kids. Right now, we deal with a lot of these issues, and so that's a different thing. There's more freedom for women, yeah. but there's also more freedom to be in, in some course. serious straits. Yeah. Yeah. And Julie, basically, you grew up in America, but how long have you been in France now? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. And what's your take on the situation for women in France? It was quite different for me to go from the uh, United States to France about uh, the women's roles and their kind of place in society. It's very subtle, and I'm still working on figuring all that out. And my mother-in-law, when um, she was working, uh, I live in the countryside in France, and she's in agriculture. And I know that when she was working with her husband uh, on the farm, she had no rights financially as far as putting in for her retirement, uh, things like that. And I was uh, a boulanger, which is the wife of the baker. And uh, that's the same way for them. They're considered artisans, and they can't uh, contribute financially for their future as a woman. But now that's changed. That's changed since I've been there. Well, so that's a fundamental, a big, almost like a legal change. In right, the state right, of women. right. Now, today in Europe, in your various countries, I just read in the United States, uh, they figure a woman makes 75% what a man makes for the same job. Uh, for what a man will be paid, you know, $100 for a woman would be paid $75. What would you guess the situation is now in France, Slovenia, and Sweden? Uh, Julian, I would guess that it's about the same. About the same? Yes, it's same in Slovenia as well. No, really? in Sweden, you have the same pay are you just more patriotic, or is it really that good? No, it is that good, <laughs> yeah. but... So there's no question in, for in the Scandinavia... Same, yes, for the same right. kind of work, but then there are some, well, hospitals, nurses are mm-hmm. mainly women, and they Okay, are so not there's well occupations paid. that are traditionally exactly. men or women. Mm-hmm. In yeah. um, company boards, there are more 
men than yeah. women. Still, it's it's getting better. So what are the challenges in Scandinavia? Because Scandinavia just seems so progressive and so together, but there are challenges, gender challenges, for instance, for women. What would you say the main crusade? How could you hope the world would be better for your daughters or something like this? In well, it, it is this with the, these company boards and mm-hmm. also most of the CEOs for big companies are men. Right. But there are a lot of smaller companies with female okay. with women. And in the politics, it's... Um, and now I will brag again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so in our Swedish government, we have 24 ministers, 13 are women. So, more than half, a little yeah. bit more than half. In the parliament, we have 50% women, but in the city council of Stockholm, we have uh, 53% women. So basically, there is gender equality in politics in Sweden. Yes, And Tina, in Slovenia? Well, nothing like that, but we do have a prime minister and she's a woman, and that's almost the only representative of that sex in the government. Is that right? So so, so the big boss is a woman and everybody else is men in Slovenia. And that's a new thing because it hasn't been for years. We we never had a woman in parliament. Are you hopeful that in the future that'll be a little more like Sweden? Yeah, I hope that it will get more equal in that field, in the political sense, and also in corporate world, because as in Sweden, also we have more corporate people that are men. Men. So it's a man's world in in corporations and in politics still. And Julie, in France, uh, politically, what's the story? I think there's a lot of women in politics, more in politics and in the corporate world. I Mm -hmm. think it's more acceptable for a woman to be in that position. All of you are mothers. What are the challenges in your society of balancing the obligations and beauties of being a good mother and also maintaining your careers? Is this a challenge in France, Julie? What, what are the what are you confronting that way? Well, I feel that sometimes I've had an easier time being a mother in France because financially you get help um, being a mother, so that you feel you can be in the home if you want to be there with your children to help raise them. so Financially, you get help. How so? Um, from the government, you get uh, subsidies per child for well, help. Just to help pay your domestic mm-hmm. bills. Right. You also have uh, government-subsidized daycare, don't you, if you want to go to work? Right, and the maternity leave and all kinds of things, and, and help if you don't make a certain wage, then you can subsidize that with help as well from the government. Let's just quickly review this, because mm-hmm. this is a big issue for women. Women want to have a career track Men cannot have kids. Women Mm -hmm. have the kids, and it's generally the case that women end up having to stay home and raise them. In Europe, you have government-mandated paid maternal Mm -hmm. or parental leave. Just very quickly, in your different countries, what is the paid time you get off of work to be home when you have a baby, your maternal or paternal leave? Julie in France? Maternal leave is, for the first child, uh, 16 weeks paid. Mm-hmm. and for the mother, and then she can take up to one year per child at 70 to 80 percent of her wage and be guaranteed her job back after that time. And if the couple decides the woman's job is a little harder to leave than the man's or for whatever reason, can the dad stay home? Well, the dad gets 11 days, so it's so more it's of really the mother's... D- so legally, yes. the mom gets the break to stay home. Right. And Tina, in Slovenia? Yeah, in Slovenia, we do have 365 days of maternity leave, so a good year. And um, it's all fully paid for the mom. For the, the mom. For, for the, the mom. mom. Also, the man can do it, but it's I would say ninety-five percent. It's always the so women the who women stay, at stay at home. home and take There's the almost a stigma if a man would stay at home. It's like yeah. it's kind of weird. But that's a little different in yeah. Scandinavia yes. because I see a lot mm-hmm. of men with baby strollers out in the mm-hmm. parks on a Wednesday morning. You know. It would be a stigma for a mm. father not to stay at home with yeah. his child. Not to stay at home. Yes. Completely different. Completely different in Sweden. Yes. In Sweden, we have 480 days with 
80% of the income. Mm-hmm. So it's not fully paid. But 80%, 80% yes. is pretty good. And it's divided by the mom and yes, the dad. So as usually the mother stays at home as long as she's breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So six months. And then the father stays at home for six months. And then we divide the rest of the days. A lot of moms are concerned that their daughters will try to live up to this Barbie image that you get if, you, uh, if young girls watch TV here. Is that a concern in Europe, uh, Julie? Yes, and actually um, they just changed the law where um, now little girls are not able to do beauty pageants. Until they were 16 because um, they said it was exploiting... In France? Yes. No beauty pageants for girls until they're 16 years old. Right, because they were exploiting the way they were getting dressed up more and more, looking like an older girl. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about challenges women face in Europe. And our phone number is 877-333-7425. Catherine's on the line from Toronto in Ontario. Catherine, thanks for your call. Hi, um, I just had a couple of quick questions because um, I often travel on my own and uh, as a Canadian abroad. I've always been curious if there are behaviors that North American women should be avoiding when they're traveling on their own in Europe, because I know um, you were just mentioning uh, how some of us are portrayed in the media, um, and I I know that some of us behave a little um, perhaps more scandalous or are a little bit louder, more boisterous. I'm curious if there are... um, sort of certain norms that we should be trying to adhere to when we're traveling in certain parts of Europe. That's good advice. From a woman's point of view, when you see American women traveling in Europe, are they ever needing a little bit of coaching, doing anything that reflects poorly on them, or what advice would you give American tourist women? Tina? Yeah, with the younger women, I would say yeah, they are usually a lot louder than the European women are. Um, mm-hmm. They're all over the place. So I would say a little calm down, take it a little more seriously. But other than that, I think it's still the curiosity and the friendliness that gets you a long way. Ilva, any advice from Sweden? No, no. You can behave you, as you You can want do whatever you want in Sweden. No, <laughs> yeah, no, in whole Scandinavia. So. And, and Julie, France is a complicated culture it's for a lot of It's very complicated, but there's a couple of things I, that I would say, and that is, um, number one, that... Uh, the French people are a little bit more discreet, and so they're not quite that friendly really quick. We're very trusting. Americans are very trusting of people, and uh, we want to get into conversation, or, or people will walk up to us, and you, you kind of got to be careful sometimes when you're out, especially if you're if you're alone. Oh, that's good advice. And the other thing is, in, in France, you've got to be really careful when you're if you're a woman traveling alone. If you go into, say, for instance, in the United States, we can go into a restaurant and sit up at the bar and eat and talk to the bartender. That kind of thing is just not done in France. Not done meaning if you do it, you're sort of um, asking for rude advances? Right. You're Well, they might think that you want something more, oh, okay. right? so, other than just to be friendly. In a lot of countries, a woman alone in a restaurant or in a bar or walking out on the street at night will be approached and people think she's a prostitute or, or looking for well, I wouldn't something. say walking in the street. I've always no. felt really safe mm-hmm. and, and being alone as a woman walking around in Paris or in okay. anywhere in France. But it's just the You don't want to give a mixed message. You don't want to walk up to somebody and start talking to them like you would here. Right. That's good advice because Americans often find that's a nice characteristic, but it might cause them a little trouble. Yeah. Catherine, I hope that gives you some ideas there. Perfect. That's great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. And Kim's calling in from Farmington in Utah. I have a question of your guests, and I'm interested in having them provide a present-day kind of a compare and a contrast of the general situation of women in the European Union as compared to women in North America and the United States, such as the education level and other, I, I guess, just demographic 
information about how... So just how well off are women from a general equality point of view? Yes. So like in occupations, in freedom, in roles, in opportunities in education? Yes, and I guess particularly in education. I I guess I, I feel like more and more education for women is valued in the United States and and more progressive for women all the time and I don't really I don't hear much about how that is received in the European Union. So Kim, thank you. That's a good sort of uh, way to begin to wrap up our discussion. If you're thinking just in general the state of women, if you're a mom in your countries, uh, what concerns would you have for your daughters in the next generation? What challenges do you have or is everything just great for women here in America? Gender roles are a big deal. Equal pay for equal work is a big deal. Julie, as an American mom living in France, what are your concerns for your your daughters and the next generation? Well, there's concerns and then there's positives. I think that um, French women are very graceful about accepting their role in society. And I think that it's nice to see my daughter fit into that as well. But as far as education goes, I think that uh, education is, is a high priority in France for everybody women as as well as men. Now, you said French women are very graceful about fitting into their roles, and I think that's a very interesting light to shine on this discussion. A lot of people would be adamant about there are no roles, everybody's equal. But I have the sense in France and in some cultures in Europe, women celebrate the fact that they are treated like women, and they don't really aspire to be like men. Exactly. Talk a little more about that. I believe that. that, uh, Just the way they present themselves, the way they hold themselves, they're proud to be women and they're they're graceful. And it's not, I'm sure, as far as financially, yes, they do want to be paid equal Mm -hmm. amounts for the equal job. But they're not as aggressive Mm -hmm. as we are in the States sometimes about being equal in everything. Ilva, in Sweden, is that interesting to you? Or is there a, a sort of a specialness of women in Sweden? Or is it we're all equal? No, a Swedish woman would be very aggressive, I would say. If she, if my daughters heard you, they would be upset. Mm. So you don't want, in no. Sweden, you don't want a man to open the door for you? No, I no. can open the door myself. Yes, definitely. Right. And, uh, and education, salaries, everything has to be the same. And, uh, and in your assessment, it is? Yes, but... There but. are these, uh, <laughs> like, nurses, uh, preschool teachers. Okay, they so are a little women. work yes. to do in Sweden to get the high-powered occupations but, equally but populated by men and women. But the will is there. And, and Tina in Slovenia. I would say we're somewhere in between France and Scandinavia. We're not, as women, that gracious as the French women are. But I think still in Slovenia, yeah, you like to be a woman, you want the door. Would, I can open the door for yeah, you. In, 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 yeah, you, you can open the door for me, but I would like to have the same paycheck as well. As, <laughs> and that's, that's one of the things that we talk about. We do have also a few celebrations for women in our country. So we actually celebrate not just the Mother's Day, but we also celebrate the Day for All Women. And it's a cool celebration, and it goes back to the, I would say, socialist system. The day for all women. That yeah. gives women a little yeah. more um, power or, or, mm-hmm. or, or dignity in general, rather than just you are worth celebrating because you're a mom. Yeah. You're worth celebrating because, because you're, you're a, woman. a woman. Yeah, that's right. Kim, does that make sense to you? Absolutely, it does. I appreciate the responses. It's interesting, isn't it, how you've got this sort of spectrum and uh, women aspire to different things in France, Slovenia, and Sweden, and uh, everybody is uh, on a track to get there. And it sounds like Sweden's doing pretty darn well, and everybody's making progress. Thanks for your call, Kim. Thank you. To wrap things up, I would just like to know if your great-grandmother was here, and she could go into your home, and she could see 
the role of women today in your society. What would she be most struck by, Ilva, in Sweden? Uh, probably that I'm not married. I have children, but I'm not married. My mother has, I have two siblings. My mother never got married. My grandmother, though, she was born 1920. She married and she was a housewife. But since then, there are no housewives in Sweden and uh, we don't need to get married. That's a big change mm -hmm. for great-grandma. Julie, in France. Um, that would be one of them, that uh, I'm a single mother raising two kids, but that I don't have a traditional job, uh, even though I do have a job. It's uh, very unconventional to be working out of the country and traveling away from my children at times. And In an affluent modern age, men and women have more options and, right. and more creative, fun mm -hmm. things to do, rather than just get out in the field and, and try to make enough uh, food to exactly. feed the family. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Tina, in Slovenia, great-grandma comes into your house in Ljubljana. Oh, she would be in a big shock because she would see my husband cooking. That would never happen. You have a modern husband and you are a modern mom in former Yugoslavia. Yeah. All right. Tina, Ilva, Julie, thank you very much. This has been a very thought-provoking discussion and best wishes for each of you as you fly home. Thank you. Thank you. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours all over Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from three dozen exciting itineraries covering the best of Europe from Ireland to Istanbul, Paris to St. Petersburg, and practically everywhere in between. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com. <laughs>